0: uprights podcast that's right we are not dead we are here for you guys it's been a minute but we are alive you got your boy ryan you got your boy ben and we are back with these nfl takes ben how you doing man you
1: love to see it we're not dead do not write you know our eulogy we're back
0: (laughs) yes yes we are up maybe from the back from the grave maybe we're zombified right now but The podcast is alive and well. Uh, We just finished up a Thursday night game, uh, Seattle and Arizona, uh, where Seattle came out on top, 28-21. Ben, any quick thoughts on that game?
1: Yeah. All I'm going to say is if you had Arizona plus the three, RIP. Did not work out for you.
0: No, it did not. Right tackle can't block. Sad times.
1: No. No, he can't. And neither could... Um, Who got beat on that safety? It was like the right guard or something, or the center. Like, it was a combo things there. Yeah.
0: That hold, yeah. Not good.
1: Not good at all. That yeah. offensive line needs help.
0: work. Work. Nah. Yeah, Thank God neither. you drafted Isaiah Simmons.
1: Well, you know, honestly, neither of these O-lines are that good. We're gonna keep the buck.
0: Very, very true. Yeah. Very true. But, we are here for all sorts of things for you guys. We are... Back, we have a fun little segment for you today. Uh we're going to do this Chipotle style. Okay, so you're at Chipotle. You get your burrito, you put your rice, you put your beans, you pick your meat, you head down to the salsas. Ben, we got the mild, we got the medium, we got the spicy. We're going to go through all three of these tonight. Chipotle style. We're going to give you one mild take from me and Ben, one medium take and one spicy take, and let's kick this bitch off right now. Ben, give me that mild take f- for your Chipotle burrito. What do you got for me?
1: Man, that was an awesome open. I'm hungry now. I'm not going to lie to you. I,
0: I'm, I'm, to I'm, thinking, some some, I'm thinking some guac right now is necessary.
1: Sure. Um, before I roll into this, I would like to say that all, all six of our takes – made I made this rule for uh this segment whenever I sent this over to my boy Ryan. We have to believe these like truly, like even the hot one like we actually believe it, so that's it's a prerequisite. We're not spewing like like a hot take just for the sake of it. you know what I mean,
0: yes, that's a hundred percent accurate. These are things that we believe hap will can happen um and we're gonna make sure that we're fully behind them and give you guys some actual reasons as to why we believe these things. There's a shot at every one of these things happening, even if it's a very small shot. But let's uh, kick this off, Ben. You are going to start off with the mild stuff tonight. What do you got?
1: Yeah, so when I say this, like, it might hit your ear weird, like, this is my mild take, but, like, I don't think, like, once you think about it, I think most people will agree with it. So my mild take is that the Cleveland Browns, the 2020 Cleveland Browns have the best running back situation since the 2006 San Diego Chargers. And it's like, wow, that's, that's 14 years ago. But think about it. The, you know, we watch football every week. How many running backs actually make a difference in the NFL right now on a week to week basis? Probably like seven or eight. And right. You can, you can name them right now. Like you go Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, Christian McCaffrey, Um, but two of those guys are Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, and they're on the same roster and they're not very expensive. Like they haven't gotten that Alvin Kamara, uh, Christian McCaffrey contract yet to where they're really taking up a decent portion of the salary cap. You know, Nick Chubb was what a second round pick, right? Yep. Yeah. And so he's still on, you know, year three of that second, you know, the second round pick rookie deal. Just fairly cheap. Kareem Hunt, um, you know, off the scrap heap, you know, weird situation, but he's fairly cheap because of the situation in which he was signed. Oh, an awesome running back situation that we haven't seen since the 2006 Chargers, which had prime LT. They had young Darren Sproles and they had your boy, Michael, the burner Turner.
0: I am such a big Michael Turner fan. I, I'll obviously, because he went to Atlanta after that and was dominant for the most part. I'm just go off on Michael Turner as much as you want. Just hype him up. Oh, I mean,
1: I mean, there was so much talent in that running back room for the chargers back in uh, 2006. I mean, there was three legitimate, like top 10 starters in that room on a weekly basis. Like I'm sure. uh, I mean, both, both of those guys that were below LT on the depth chart, they went on to be like, all pro level players with like multiple different teams. Well, for Michael Turner, it was mainly in, in Atlanta, but like Darren Sproles was awesome in New Orleans. You know, I know. You,
0: oh, Cowboys I remember. Fans. Yep. I Sorry, remember. But I remember. He was Sproles. awesome. In New Orleans.
1: And, then, and then he went to the Eagles and he was pretty good still. And um, so just three really good running backs. And so you have a situation with Cleveland where you have two guys on that level at the same time for affordable rates and so that is my mild take best running back situation since 2006
0: you love to see it i i'm i'm right there with you i the combo of chubb and hunt is by far in my opinion the best one to running back punch in the league um i don't have any arguments for you man what
1: what yeah which one even comes close can you think of one in recent memory like Freeman and Coleman. Freeman when and they were Coleman. Both in their their yeah. prime was pretty good.
0: Yeah. That that um, that one too was very. Uh, Ingram and Kamara was nice. That's when pretty they, good. Yeah. When they were first, you know, I like that you one could a go, lot.
1: You could go back to like oh five and like Larry Johnson before he got paid and then Priest Holmes. That was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but I
0: don't. Th- I don't There's think that combos, was quite on the yeah. same level. Yeah. No, I I like the chubb Hunt combo quite a bit. Uh. They both do so so, they do different things, but they're both excellent at it. Yeah. You, you love that's what you love to see. And uh, Kevin Stefanski over there is really doing some work. It's it's good to see uh, the Browns finally coming up from the from the shadows.
1: Six and three, baby.
0: You like to see it. You like to see yep. it. All right, Ben. I I got my burrito halfway down the line here at Chipotle, and I'm putting the mild salsa on it by saying that DK Metcalf will finish the year as the leading receiving wide receiver. Here's,
1: Where's he at right now?
0: Right now, this is pre, I, I don't have the updated yardage from after this Thursday night game. This is, right. These stats are before this. So through nine games, he has 816 yards. And eight touchdowns. We know we got a touchdown tonight, which is nice. And last time I looked, he had I think two for forty-seven. So he's about nine hundred right now, little right. little less than nine hundred. Okay. His schedule coming up is very very nice for wide receivers. Um, I think he's playing the NFC East the next three games. Uh, well, he played the next three out of four games. So, he's got Philly. He's got the Giants. I think he's got the Jets right after that. And then Washington. He does have one um, tougher matchup against the Rams, which we saw Jalen Ramsey shut him down pretty good um, last week. But then he ends the season, I believe, with San Francisco. So, the last two matchups, not as favorable, but these next, this next stretch of four games, um, going in with DK Metcalf, who's been an absolute monster so far. Mm-hmm. I see him coming out on top with between around 1,400 yards at that, mm-hmm. at that pace. So, I think he and up if that's the case, he's going to get, he's got nine touchdowns already. You got to think he's getting a minimum another three in that with the, the long speed he's got and the mm-hmm. the size that he can just dominate um he's you're looking at a 1400 yard 12 to 14 touchdown receiver this year right so um, he's at
1: nine touchdowns right now Yeah, he's
0: got nine already yeah so I, I'm okay. i'm i'm gonna call dk metcalf will lead the league in receiving at the end of the year I, when all said and done
1: Okay, I see your mild take, and I will raise you a medium take off of your mild take.
0: Okay, well, that, I, that means I, I need that green Verde salsa. Give me what you got.
1: <laughs> okay, so I'm looking at the stats right now. I will not argue. I will not contest you with the touchdowns. I think it's right. well between Devonte Adams and DK, one of them, they both have nine right now. And so uh, even has done it in less games. But you can say that uh, DK will lead the league in touchdowns. But I, I have a guy for you who is a year two player like D.K., who I think will actually finish with more yards. And that is due to the fact that D.K., while, while amazing, like he's the top five receiver already, um, you can make the argument. You can also make an argument against that. But I think easily top ten. There still is Tyler Lockett, and there's those games where, you know, D.K. Metcalf is not the primary receiver on the day. You saw it, you know, in the first matchup with the Cardinals. Um, where um, he really – it was the Tyler Lockett day. It wasn't so much the DK Metcalf day, except for him running down Buda Baker. I think – so right now – Which DK's was amazing.
0: At, Which was amazing.
1: Yeah, it was amazing. DK Metcalf was at 8.16 going into tonight. How many yards – you can pull up pull up how many yards he had um, today.
0: Give me two seconds. I got it. Hold yeah, on. Yeah,
1: that's so he – he had, this was his 10th game. He had already had his bye week. He
0: had 46 today.
1: 46. So he's going to be at 862. Two, hold on. 862. 862. Terry McLaurin right now, he has also passed his bye. So he has the same amount of games. Oh, well, he has one more. He only, he's only played nine. So he's got one more game uh, left over DK. He's at 787. He's at 787, so he's got one more game, than DK left. Let me read you off his schedule. Let's see it. It, It's juicy, and I know you know that because you traded for him in our league.
0: I sure did. I traded
1: you for him. Exactly right. So, remaining, he's got the Bengals. He's got the Cowboys. He's got the Steelers, who the only way that they can get beat is deep. Like Their secondary is at – I would say – they're playmakers, but they can be. They can you can get you, yards on them. Yeah, you can. The fact, yeah, their defense is good because they force turnovers, and their pass rush is awesome. But you can get yards on them.
0: That's true. Niners.
1: That's a decently, fairly tough matchup. I would say their secondary, their defense has actually been pretty solid. Yeah. Seahawks.
0: Yeah, you know, everybody can throw in Seahawks. So. Panthers. Yeah, you know, the Panthers have been. Th- okay. I mean, outside of that Brady, de- you know destruction, the Panthers have been okay.
1: It's been more on the on the ground game against them, but you can definitely like you can definitely expose their their uh, their secondary. Dante like Jackson, they're not a tough matchup. Dante
0: Jackson can get beat pretty easily.
1: Yeah, and then Eagles to yeah. finish out the year. That schedule is nice. I will actually like if it would not shock me at all if DK led the league in yards. Like I'm not I'm not opposing yours, but I will. I mean. When you take any receiver against the field, like, okay, that's going to be a tough bet because, like, no one's really pulled away so far. You can also throw in Stefan Diggs right now, who's like 906. Yeah. Who, like, who leads the league. Um, but he, he also is, he still has his bye week to be played or whatever.
0: He's on bye this week.
1: He's on bye this week. So there you go. Um, and then DeAndre Hopkins had a quiet game. He had like, what, 50, like, he had like 40 yards or something? 51 yards. 51 yards. So he's going to be at, um, uh 9, 9 12 after right. um after tonight and that is with six games left to go so he's in the mix but after Terry McLaurin like I don't think Robbie Anderson like he's he's uh, like he has not had his buy yet he's at 772 anybody below that's not in the running like I mean maybe maybe Devontae Adams like if he goes insane like but everybody else is probably not in the running it's gonna be either Diggs, Hopkins, Metcalf, McLaurin. Yeah. So
0: I'm right there with you, man.
1: I'll take I'll take Terry.
0: All right. That's fair. So is that is that the medium you got for me? That Terry's gonna no. actually be the one?
1: No, I got a medium okay. for you. I give got me another that, medium.
0: Give me that, give me that medium right here. What do you got?
1: Okay, so everybody is like really worried about Lamar Jackson, you know, coming off of his insane MVP level season. Right. And I don't know what people expected. Like, did they really expect that he was going to put up another, like, what did he have? Like 1200 yards on the ground and, you know, 4,000 yards and like 35 touchdowns through the air and like 15 on the Ridiculous ground. Like, I don't numbers. remember what the numbers are, but like that was an outlier for a reason. And obviously it swung back completely in the other direction. His offensive line has not been what it was in the past with Yonda being um, Did did Yonder retire? Is that what he did?
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah, I think he retired. Yep.
1: And then they lost Ronnie Stanley for the year like a week or so ago. And so his offensive line hasn't been as dominant as it was last year. And I'm not going to say that he hasn't struggled at all because he has regressed in the passing game. But last year he put up like a 9-point-something percent uh, touchdown percentage on – um like if you take a ratio of his attempts per his touchdowns and the league average is like five and a half to six somewhere in there depends on the year so like that was a major outlier that's kind of the same thing as when pat mahomes put up a similar outrageous uh rate of touchdowns per his attempts in 2018 that was always going to regress and you saw it last year like he was awesome but it wasn't that insane fantasy year where it's like he's the number one quarterback and it's like incredible to have him every single week but people are swinging in completely the other direction where they're completely selling him. They're saying like, I, I, I make it a meme. Like he doesn't do well in big games and that's the obvious like joke against him. Right. Well, like it's made the narrative on him, like swing wildly in the other direction. And I would still love to have Lamar Jackson going forward. Like I'm not out on him at all. I'm not worried about it. Um, His best receiver is Hollywood Brown, who is this little 165 pound dude who kind of struggles to stay healthy, like in and, and and Mark Andrews. Like that's all he has right now with kind of a bad o line. So I'm not really worried about Lamar Jackson right now.
0: Yeah, you know, I'm gonna agree with you as well. Um I think obviously with another year of film, uh defenses have made some adjustments, and like we've we heard him say that the defenses have been calling out their plays at the line. So the defense is much more prepared um for what they're going to be throwing at him Um, but i don't think a lot of that is going to be on lamar um he's still i feel performing at a high enough level um i think a lot of the play calling obviously needs to be uh worked on a little bit um but you like you said he doesn't have um, the line or the weapons that he needs
1: yeah and also another thing like you've seen the rushing kind of come down this year compared to last year like pretty heavily I would not be surprised if after the season we heard, we got some story about actually since like week two, he was playing with a groin or since week two, he was playing with like a sprained MCL. He doesn't look the same. And I think that's part of why people are like worried about him, but I, I would not be surprised if he's playing through some nagging injury. It's honestly a good lesson to where if a guy who you think is a star or even just a good player is not playing like that for an extended period of time, like, there's a good chance they're playing through something. Like, this is football. Like, like it's super physical. It's super taxing on your body. Like, I would not, not be surprised at all if Lamar was playing hurt.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a possibility. He does not look um, as explosive as he as we are used to seeing no. Lamar Jackson look. No. Um, but, I mean, you could hit the nail on the head right there. There's a very good shot that that's what's going on.
1: Yeah, so if anybody's selling their Lamar stock, I'm buying. There you Buy, go. Straight up.
0: Buy it up. Yep. All right. I got a little medium stuff for you. That green Verde, you know? All right. What I got for you? The green, green. The green, green. Verde's is green. Yes. So I'm going to go ahead and say that the Miami Dolphins will get their first playoff victory since 2000. The year. They haven't won one since 2000. They have not won. Since the year two thousand where Shit. where they beat Indianapolis twenty three seventeen right okay, the dolphins were a surprise team for me when we did our season predictions. I had yep. the dolphins finishing better than most people that a lot of people thought the dolphins were going to be pretty dead this year i th- I liked what I saw towards the end of the year last year and this is not news. Brian Flores can coach. He has oh, done a, like, yeah. He's done a great job with this team. They've turned over the reins to Tua, and Tua is undefeated as a starter. When, I, when we put the season preview together, one of my main points was that when Tua took over, the schedule for the Dolphins was very, very favorable. And I'm going to go to that point again. So, right now, the Dolphins are 6-3. and three. This is their upcoming schedule for the rest of the year. At Denver. At the Jets. When? When? Um, at home, against the Bengals. When? They do have a home game against the Chiefs. Probably not going to win that one. L. <laughs> they do got um, the Patriots at home. Winnable. When? When? On the road against uh, Las Vegas.
1: That's a good game to
0: win and then on the road in Buffalo to finish the season, which Ooh, which so could, that could be, be for the division that's what I'm saying. that could be for the division. Yeah. say those that flips, okay, right so say Miami wins that game, they're looking at minimum three seed, depending on how the other divisions crack out. Yeah. Cuz if
1: they if they were able to do all of that, I think they would finish ahead of Indy or Tennessee yeah. whoever does win the AFC South.
0: Right. Right now yeah. it is right now it's Indy. But if they can if they come out with that schedule and finish what was that like mm-hmm. what 5 and 2 or something like that or yeah, something like that.
1: So uh, I'm looking at the football outsiders playoff odds. And I'm looking at the AFC East and the range of outcomes for the dolphins is so wide right now. Like 6% finishing as the two seed. Yeah. So they, they, they have to beat the chiefs. Yeah. Um, 13% finishing as a three seed 9.5 is a four seed 7.9 is the five 13.5 is the six 15.5 is the seven 29.5% chance of winning the division. Uh, it's a lot of numbers, but, um, you know, I, I tried to pull this up. I was going to see like what they're most likely, week one uh, up for the playoffs matchup was, and you can't, there's no way of even there's trying no way to know that right now. Yeah.
0: You can't figure it out.
1: But you can at least say like, if they were playing up against um, Baltimore, who's probably, they're not going to win the division at this point. Right. Um, would you, I mean, they'd be, if they, wow, imagine it. It'd be on the, I'd they, be a
0: home, home game for the Dolphins.
1: So it's going to be the three versus the six and the two versus the seven. Yeah. So, yep. there's three wild cards, right? Yep. So, man, imagine you're the three seed and you have to face Baltimore. Like, that's yeah, like that shit. that sucks. That, <laughs> that could sucks. happen. Because yeah. think about it. Maybe the, maybe the, uh, uh maybe Indy or Tennessee loses the division, but they still finish ahead of Baltimore. And that would make Baltimore the three, the uh, six seed.
0: Yep. Yeah, so, so you're looking at such a, a wide range at the from the bottom yeah bottom 4 um seeds there. The top 3 seeds, I think um we can predict four teams for those 3 seeds. So mm-hmm. you look at Kansas City in the west. Um mm-hmm. you look at Pittsburgh in the north. Um uh, and then it's either the Bills or the Dolphins in right. the east. And then the south is up for grabs. So well, we...
1: one of these teams is not going to make it,
0: right? Like between, and then you got Cleveland, who's still in the yeah. mix too. Yeah, they're six, six and three, three as well. So, it, the bottom of the th- the bottom of the playoff playoffs in the AFC is going to be crazy, but yep. the, the Dolphins could be riding a very nice win streak going into the playoffs. Could have a hot hand. Could look good, and I'm going to say that. If they, can, if they can come out and beat the Bills in Week 17 and take the division, they're going to get a home playoff game, and that's going to be magic. You know, the Dolphins fans that are going to be able to attend are going to be going crazy because they haven't seen this in forever. Mm-hmm. Tua is going to be riding high. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm going to take the Dolphins to win that first playoff game in 20 years.
1: Uh, I'll say that if they're facing anybody but Baltimore, I'll take them. There it is. I'll, do, I'll say that right now. If they're uh, they are my... If it's
0: in Miami, would you still take Baltimore?
1: Yeah, by, not by a lot, but I would think they should probably be favored by three and a half, four points. Fair. I, like, I, I still believe in Lamar. I still believe in Baltimore. I think right. they just have a little bit of a rough stretch. I think Lamar's playing hurt. Something's going on. I think they'll get it figured out. I don't know if it's going to be like 2019 Baltimore, but I still think they should probably be favored in the game versus Miami. Oh, yeah, but yeah fair but enough that's fair against tennessee like i think miami can move the ball on them against indy i don't think Indy can move the ball in miami right um you know if they're facing cleveland like
0: <laughs> right <laughs> so
1: um who are like who are the other teams they could have faced like i guess vegas, vegas is all, one of these dudes so, uh, vegas two decent is, teams are getting
0: vegas is gonna is if you look right now vegas is the five seed right well so,
1: it's a it's a glob of six and three teams right as we sit right now two two of these two of these teams will not make it vegas indy tennessee baltimore cleveland miami buffalo there's only um, there's only
0: four spots yeah five, there's five only spots four. five spots there's only
1: five spots for however many teams i, I just that named was like, like eight
0: eight teams or something like that
1: yeah exactly so you know it's going to be crazy
0: i'm um, i'm really will... excited to see the afc the afc looks Nice this year. I like it.
1: Yeah, it's a flip. It's been the NFC for the 2010s. Right. So, but anyway, I like that. I'll take them against anybody but Baltimore. So, basically, like, odds are I'll I'll take that with you. I'll take that bet. Miami looks awesome.
0: I love it. love it. Yep. All right, bud. So, we're getting down to the nitty-gritty here. Yep. We've got the mild on the burrito. Yep. We've got the medium on the burrito. Mm Mm-hmm. But this burrito is not complete without the spicy mm, you, you the don't go, you don't go to you don't go to chipotle mm. to just get bland food you come for the spicy that's what you yep. get so give me that spicy take on what you got for the nfl right now give me the spiciest yeah. thing you got
1: all right spicy if i can talk spiciest thing i got see the spice is already like making my mouth like not worse.
0: Look- spice
1: yeah um the best one I got that I actually believe in. Chargers fans, I'm coming at you. I Hard. didn't Yes. I did not believe in Justin Herbert when we were doing our lead up into the draft. And nothing he's done since then has made me believe in him anymore. So I don't think he's going to be good. I don't think he's that good right now.
0: But, 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 but Ben...
1: Well Ben, what he, about he, his he, he's on pace he for throws, thirty-five touchdowns? He 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 throws such a good deep ball. Yes, yes, voice of public opinion. He <laughs> does throw a good deep ball. But deep ball is one of those things that from a game to game standpoint will be volatile. And um you look at another way that he's been very successful is his passer rating like under pressure. I, I don't have the number right in front of me, but he's like top, I don't know. He's he's been, he's been doing very well under pressure this year, and that is specifically one of the things that year to year will not hold up. Like it's, it regresses super wildly. And so um, once that starts to happen um, and he still continues to be kind of um, inconsistent on third downs, missing easy throws, especially on third downs and fourth downs to move the chains. Um, that is where he just doesn't stack up with a guy like Joe Burrow, who constantly keeps his team on time, like in sync, like constantly moving the chains Um, You know, Joe Bro, he's, he has hit a bunch of big plays this year. He's got the weapons to do it. When you throw in a Keenan Allen, when you're throwing a Mike or Mike Evans, when you're throwing a Mike Williams, throwing a Hunter Henry, like those are the requisite weapons to make your deep ball look good. And I think he will, I think he does have a great deep ball. Like I'm not taking that away from him, but um, you know, the things that you need to do to be consistently good on a week to week basis. I haven't seen that from him yet. I've seen, more of the same inconsistency that we saw at Oregon. Like he was a top six pick for a reason, but um, you know, hitting those easy third downs is something you're going to have to do. You know, I said it after he played the chiefs, like people were impressed with his performance that day. And for the circumstances I was as well, but I wasn't as hyped as everybody else was because he was still missing some easy throws. And so um, we'll see if he becomes more consistent as the year goes on, but I, I just don't predict that he will, and I was low on him coming in, and he's been good at stuff that regresses and not so good at stuff that you need to be as a stable quarterback year, uh, week in, week out, year in, year out. So I will say I still don't think he's that good, and I predict that he will never be a top-10 quarterback.
0: That's pretty spicy because the voice of public opinion says that he's going to be great.
1: Yeah, no, they have him like already with the rookie of the year pretty much.
0: Yes. I'm okay, so I'm a little bit in between, um, Mm -hmm. you and the voice of public opinion. I definitely see where you're coming with with he misses very simple throws. I see that, but I also feel that that can be corrected, with you know with more work and more development. That's you know, I think Mm. that's correctable, correctable. Mm. But I do see that he. Is not like he does make some good throws under pressure. I I will give him that. And and like we talked about um, a little bit pre-show, I did also did not really like him coming out of Oregon. We had a big talk that we did not think that he was going to be very good. We kind of trashed him on the pod uh, for a little bit. But
1: yeah,
0: in all fairness to him, um, that senior year where he did go back, he did switch. Um, offensive coordinators did not look as good as he did his junior year. Um, and I think he's back in a system now that favors his, um, you know, strengths. And I think with some positive, you know, coaching, he could be top 10, 15. I, not he's not going to be like any top five or anything like that. But I think, I think he can round out at, uh, at the 10, that's, Maybe. I mean yeah. if you're
1: already if you're already kind of ruling out that he could be a top five quarterback, it's kind of a thin needle to thread if you're trying to hit that that small landing zone of like the sixth to tenth best quarterback in the NFL. Like it's right. kind of a small target area. So I'm not so sure. I mean, he does have a seventy three point two overall grade on the air, so that is pretty good for a rookie. Um, but I think I just think a lot of that's based on the under pressure stuff and the deep ball throw, which I think he'll keep most of the deep ball stuff, but I think he's been a little um unsustainable in that respect and definitely the under pressure stuff. Like I've seen several plays where he's got a guy like bearing down on him. He's on the run Um and he is athletic, but like in the pocket, like I just don't think he's going to be able to display some of the inconsistencies on like the late downs and the easy throws and still somehow hit these hard throws. Like, like he's like a trick shot specialist at this point. Like it's, it's kind of weird.
0: It, yeah. It's, it's, he's kind of come in and done some things that we didn't really Expect and you don't really see from a lot of rookie quarterbacks, which is why I think a lot of people are so hyped on him right, right. now. And I can't really say anything because he's my starter in our uh, in our in your league. So I'm gonna keep hyping him up and hopefully he keeps producing and I can sneak my way in the playoffs in that league after injury after injury has plagued me all right. year. But right. I, I can definitely see where you're coming from. Uh, he's got some work to do, some fine to tu- fine tuning. Of a lot of things, uh, but it, I mean, I can you know definitely see him being okay as well. So That's fair. we'll we'll see where it's at. So I'm gonna come at you guys now with a spicy take here. I not I'm not sure like it's spicy, and I'm mm-hmm. not I, I'm like it might burn my tongue a little bit to say it because after I say it. I'm immediately going to think that it, that it's wrong, but I'm going to go ahead and put it out there. Mm-hmm. I think the Falcons can sneak into the playoffs this year. Meanwhile,
1: it's, you don't think they're going to beat the Saints this week?
0: I, I'm going to. Previously, this week, Ben and I had had a talk, and I said I don't think the Falcons are going to beat the Saints this week. There's a couple of reasons why I didn't think that at the first place. First of all, of Taysom Hill, not in the least, <laughs> but, but because of the other quarterback, Jameis Winston, Winston has a history of being very good against the Falcons and not very good against the other 31 teams in the league. So weirdly enough, he is a Falcon killer in previous ones in previous years. But the Falcons' defense has turned a new leaf since Raheem Morris has taken over. They have played much better. They have finally got all of their cornerbacks healthy and off IR. So we got Kendall Sheffield back. We got Darquez Dinard back. We're looking much better in the secondary. First of all, we got two games against the Saints. Likely both without Drew Brees, because they're so close to one another. The rest mm. of the schedule, it does suck for the Falcons. But I think that they can come out of it
1: Like like it sucks, like it's hard. Like
0: it's not good. It's the technically the hardest schedule in the league.
1: And you think this three and six team is gonna go nine and seven?
0: I think they got a shot. I have, they have, they have a, a shot.
1: Okay, so DVOA gives them a 0.4 percent chance of making the playoffs.
0: Yes, that's why this is a spicy take, Ben. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sitting here like this isn't the mild take. This is spicy, <laughs> which means it's probably the least likely to be right. And I'm okay. And I'm okay with that. want yeah. to. I, I want to okay. issue some confidence in my team here. Okay. They need to go six and one to get to nine and seven. Their schedule sucks. They got two games against the saints. They got two games against the bucks. They got a game against the chiefs. It's not, it's not, it's not pretty. What?
1: Okay. So let's go through it. Okay. Let's go through the schedule. All right. So let's mark off wins and losses.
0: I got, I have them. I'll tell you right now. I got, I don't even need to look at the schedule. I'll tell you what, what I got.
1: Oh, okay, I got well, that. We're gonna do it
0: though. Okay, that's all right. Fine. So
1: at at Saints, I'll give them. I was I was already saying they're gonna win this game.
0: I'm gonna give it to them right there.
1: Okay, home for the Raiders. I'll give them the win.
0: I'll give them the Walk win at Raiders. home. Yes.
1: Home for the Saints. I'll give them a win. I'll
0: give them the win there at
1: home. Yeah. Wait. Where? With... How's the schedule hard? Okay, I see where it gets hard. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I was saying yeah. Okay, but they're at the Chargers. Like they can win that they game. They can win that game. Okay, so That, so I that, could, that puts I could, them
0: at 7-6. and six.
1: Yeah, that's actually like, I mean, you wouldn't bet on it because that's like four straight outcomes you need to hit. But, like, I think they're favored in all those games. Well, the, they're literally not favored. Well, wait a minute. They're what not, if Drew Brees is back in two weeks?
0: I don't think he's I, – I honestly wish he would be. Like, I don't think he'd be healthy enough. Like, if he's back in two weeks, like, just send the blitz every every play. Like he's yeah. Good, yeah, you know, I don't think he's going to be yeah. good enough. Okay, I'm okay, and so, it's and it's in that and that's the home game in Atlanta, so I think that they'll yeah. they could win that.
1: Well, it's not like there's home fans.
0: Well, it's a little bit in Atlanta. They got like fifteen thousand, I think. I think with They
1: haven't stopped doing that.
0: Not yet. They should. They probably should. <laughs> they should. Like the should probably do that. Yeah, hey, they should. It. Stop for it sure. Stop it. Yeah. Okay,
1: so home for the Bucks. That's kind of
0: tough. That one's going to be tough. Um, okay, but like, but, uh, I fuck
1: the Bucs. So honestly, yeah. fade the Bucks.
0: Yeah, I think that they're going to not do it. This is a game. I think they're going to lose. They're going to lose to the Chiefs on the road.
1: Okay, I, okay, I will agree with you there. Okay,
0: <laughs> then they're going to go to Tampa to play yeah. the last game. Yeah. This one is a is a toss up. They could get destroyed this game, or they could pull out a tough victory. So. With Man. a small shot, they would they if they just lose to the Chiefs over <laughs> these next games and go six and one. Yeah. It can make it happen. The other games I, are mm. toss ups. They could easily mm. lose a lot of those. I it's a lot asking to for them to sweep the Saints and the Bucks. But fuck it. Let's give yeah, it a I, shot. Mm. This is a I think they're going seven the nine, brother. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. Four that'd and be three. four and three. Yeah. Two, what do you think of the loss to one of the Saints and?
1: Yeah, I just think like when I like it kind of goes back to how we did our schedule like division breakdown. Like when I go through a schedule, I I'm not just gonna say like, okay, they're facing the, they're at the Chargers. Oh, that's a win. That's 100 percent a win. Like that's, I I think I'd probably favor the Falcons, but it's like a 55-45 game, maybe 60-40.
0: Yeah, there's not, uh, there's not. That's just saying this. That is saying this schedule it's not is very tough. Wins. I mean, against yeah.
1: anybody, you can't just mark off the win and say there's zero chance.
0: Right. Uh, I'm worried it's about like the Chiefs at the Raiders. I'm worried about the Chargers and the Jets this week. Like that's that's a weird thing to be worried. I think I feel like the Chargers could be the Jets' first win. I'm hoping not, but I uh, mean, you never know. In this yeah, game. they're only
1: favored by like seven or maybe it's like eight and a half something, something like, like that. that. Yeah.
0: So you never know. Uh, That's why I almost,
1: I... I almost picked the Jets. Like not for the game, but against that spread. But then I was like, wait, they're the Jets. I'm never picking the Jets. You, you
0: shouldn't. You shouldn't pick no. the Jets for anything. No. No. But I wanted to shout out my team. We've gone three and one the last four. Um, after starting zero and six, or zero and five. Yeah, zero and five. So we're three and one since then. This is the stupidest
1: zero and five I've ever seen.
0: Yeah no oh well yeah so if you count so they the, loss to Dallas where they blew the lead, yeah um, they lost to Detroit which is which is when they blew that lead, uh, Yeah. who else did they Bears blew? yeah they blew the lead to the Bears I think like and there's one other one I feel like they blew the lead on no they yeah, got they, they got they got pretty destroyed by, the Packers, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah but if you if you flip those, um around. Um, the legit losses were to Seattle, um, mm-hmm. Green Bay, and Carolina. They they yeah. lost that first game in Carolina for sure. Um, yeah,
1: they should they should they should like, be at worst they should be four and five at worst.
0: Oh yeah, that's yeah. So if if you just hold on to leads in those games, they'd be six and three right now, and that would make right. this run a lot a lot different. So starting off 0-5, obviously unacceptable. Uh, I do like what Raheem Morris has been doing. Uh the defense looks a lot better. They haven't been getting run over in any big stretches. Um uh, they held every like each team to pretty much nothing on the ground. Um I will shout out our defensive tackles, uh, who have been killing it. Uh, Ryan, no
1: one wants you. To, no one wants to hear you shout out the Falcons' defensive tackles right now.
0: I want to hear. Everybody's like, everybody's driving Brady around Jarrett. in their car, listening, Brady trying Jarrett. to like not
1: do work, and everybody's like, "Oh god, he's going, he's going in on the fucking Falcons' defensive tackles right now."
0: Hey, if you can't, so so we're three and six. You have to give me something, okay?
1: We we just gave you like a whole ten minute
0: segment. It's not over. That's so. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like that I got a, uh, we haven't been like, pod we haven't got to pod in a, in a minute so i need to just shout out my boys shout out the boys okay oh, three and one their last four good job guys good job we'll see how the rest of the season goes yeah. get right. get me a dub on sunday against Jameis and the saints and i'll be fine
1: that will warm your heart that will make me so be much better. And if, the we, Saints, and, if, and if we were to, sweep the Saints are the trying to get the one seed right now. They don't want to lose to you. They don't want to
0: lose to the Falcons. Exactly. Which, and they also think a lot of teams are just kind of underestimating the Falcons because of their shitty start. So maybe that'll play in our favor a little bit. Is so, Calvin Ridley going to play? Um, I think so. He was back to full practice, um, uh, okay, today. Good. So I think he'll be back and getting some much needed. Uh, some relief from our wide receiver depth last week, or well, two weeks ago technically, since we were off last week.
1: Hold on a second.
0: Uh, did you see our wide receivers? What we did against no, no, Denver? Fuck
1: your wide receivers. Hold on a second.
0: What? What? What is this? Do we have breaking the bet, news. The
1: bet. Which the bet, bet. between DJ Moore and Calvin Ridley is has rapidly tightened up.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm not gonna. Holy shit! I'm not worried about it.
1: DJ Moore has how many more yards than Calvin right now? He has about 80 more yards. He has 79 more yards than Calvin Ridley. He has less touchdowns. He has two less touchdowns. He definitely missed, or uh, yeah, Calvin definitely missed two games. But Yeah,
0: and Calvin's missed two games, and he has 79 more yards than Calvin and still less touchdowns. Yeah, I'm not worried about that. But it's bet. close. I'm not worried about the bet.
1: Like, like quietly, DJ Moore has played well over the last, like, Six weeks.
0: Yeah, you think he's gonna be uh, doing okay if Teddy misses this week?
1: Oh, do I think he'll do okay?
0: Yeah, do you think DJ's gonna be all right with PJ Walker in there?
1: I mean, he might dumb down more, and that honestly helps TJ because he's like a yak guy. So, but I don't think Teddy's gonna miss.
0: I think it's not sounding like it. I think Ridley will be just fine because Ridley historically shits on the Saints. So I'm I'm good with that. Let's get another three touchdown game like he had in his rookie year, and I'll feel fine about that.
1: Dude, DJ Moore has 700 and, or uh, yeah, 736 yards and only 39 catches. That's
0: 18.9, saying yeah, I'm oh saying I'm saying 18.9 a catch. That's crazy. Jesus. Yeah, that's that's almost DK is at 18, something like the 18.1 or something like that.
1: Right yeah D- yeah eighteen-one. honestly yeah. like i think we were both right about our guys like ridley's been awesome like dj moore um i guess he hasn't really raised his stock but i think it's more about how they've been using him. i think it's just right. that you know robbie anderson's like unlocked like yeah the fucking butthole adam gaze is yeah. holding him back bro
0: just like everybody man look at kaylin and, and, look at calen Balage over in uh yeah <laughs> for uh it's the chargers up. what is happening
1: um, yeah, but and Curtis Samuel, like he's he's having his best year. I mean, it's kind of like a, you know, little touchdown dependent. But I mean, he's actually been usable. And I like the little stuff
0: that you got going with him in the as at the running back spot in the yeah, red honestly, zone. Like I like it,
1: bro. bro the, this pod, like this pod, is not ready for this take, but it's coming soon. Uh, about wide receivers being played at running backs, I I have strong thoughts. I have strong thoughts.
0: I think that so might be that might be for another pod though. That's for another pod. Yeah, yeah, that's for down the road. But I do want to get your final take here. Um, we're gonna wrap this bad boy up, but we wanted to get the state of the Chiefs, which is the mm-hmm. other hometown team of this pod. Um, mm-hmm. I ranted about the Falcons and their three and six ass. So let's go to a team that's actually good uh, and talk about mm-hmm. your team, the Kansas City Chiefs, our hometown team here in the KC area. Ben, right. go ahead and update us on uh MVP Pat Mahomes maybe.
1: MVP Pat Mahomes. What is he at now? 20 Is it 25 and 1 or 26
0: and 1? Uh, I haven't checked. In touchdown interception. Uh, I think it I think he's 26. I feel 26 like 26
1: and 1. I, I think, think you're so. right. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to argue with that. It's a it's a good mark. It's a good ratio as it were. What?
0: 26 and to 1 is a good ratio? What?
1: It, it's a fine ratio. It's a fine ratio. Um I would like to start off with addressing one Jonathan Gruden. Back about five weeks ago at this point, you, uh, you went into Arrowhead. You did the impossible. You hit some deep shots. You got some pressure on Pat Mahomes. And you forced him into his only interception, that 26-1 and one that we were talking about. You got it. Uh, It was almost a pick six and you returned it inside like five. You scored and ultimately ended up winning the game. But you made one very crucial mistake. One mistake I would have never made. You got on the team bus. You did a victory lap around the stadium. You told the bus driver, hey, every time we come to a stop sign, just turn left. And... (laughs) (laughs) They just went around the stadium. riding it. And that got out, of course. That story got leaked. And you know it was a big deal in the locker room of the Chiefs because Andy Reid brought it up not once but twice in his midweek interview leading up into this game. And I would just like to tell you, John Gruden, that you have just now opened yourself up to the Andy Reid kitchen sink game we see this three or four times a year. The last time you saw the Andy Reid kitchen sink be opened up was week three against Baltimore. I saw all sorts of fucking end-arounds, wide receivers throwing balls, double screens, fake to one side, fake to the other side. It's actually a screen to Kelsey. You're about to get like eight of those this game. He's been saving up his playbook, and he's about to pull out his little file cabinet from underneath, like the stack. He's going to have to take it out and go, Dust it off, open it up. All this shits he's been working on from like March until like June. He's, you're about to get the March through June section. He, you in the first like against the Ravens, you got the like the post Super Bowl, like double cheeseburger hangovers through March. And then the first half of the quarantine, he's about to open up all eight of those on your ass. John Gruden, you made a big mistake. I'd just like to tell you to take the Chiefs. Minus the seven and a half, whatever it's at right now. They are going to lose this game. If they lose this game, they've lost a the tiebreaker to the Raiders. And Andy <laughs> Reid ain't going to lose no tiebreaker to the Raiders. He's like, I don't know what his record is after bye. Everybody knows it. It's crazy stats. Uh, his record against the AFC West. I mean, you combine that all together, and you're getting an Andy Reid kitchen sink game. That's too much. That's too much, Jonathan Gruden.
0: I feel like Andy Reid... Is gonna be like Henry Henry Winkler from The Water Boy. Do you remember? <laughs> he's got the green notebook pad, and yeah. he's and he's driving up all these crazy plays and quadruple reverse. And then he's gonna look over at Jonathan John Gruden on the other side, and he's gonna see just that puppy face. Then oh, yeah. because he's like, I'm not afraid of you, John Gruden. I'm gonna whip <laughs> out this green notebook pad, and it's gonna kill you guys. Yeah, I I don't think uh, the Chiefs are gonna um lose to the Raiders twice um Patrick Mahomes said he just definitely does not like losing to the same team twice or um anything like that so and with a 26 to 1 touchdown uh to interception ratio I don't see him having too bad of a chime especially um with the news that almost the entire Raiders defense is uh on the COVID list <laughs> right now um not good not good at all they said most of them uh, it, it's precautionary and things like that um and then most of them have a shot to play but yeah wasn't that tuesday I yeah that like earlier tuesday. this week yeah
1: so that would give them like the five-day window to where i'm sure it was like i one of the players might have tested positive i haven't heard like i i saw that happened i wasn't sure if it was like one player might have got exposed and so if you are in meetings with that one player it's like well, anybody could be a close contact at that point. Um, so, yeah, that's not what you want to see. I think most most of them will probably be able to play. I don't know if any of them attest positive, but um, you know, for our non-Chiefs followers, listeners, whatever, and non-Falcons, if you're just like a rando, if you're just a random listener.
0: Hey, we we love you're you too. For a treat. We love you too. This is,
1: this is a Sunday night football game, so you're gonna see the Andy Reid kitchen sink. Yeah. And it's it's going like to oh, yeah. be on display yeah. for the world.
0: Oh, yeah. It's going to be on display for the world.
1: Because it was Monday Night Football the last time you broke out the kitchen sink. Now it's Sunday Night Football. It's the primetime game. Like, you know what's going to happen here. So
0: I am excited for that one. I'm excited for this week of football. Big rivalry games in both of our teams' um, outings this week. I can't fucking wait. I wish it was Sunday right now. Uh, ben, do you got any final words for the listeners that have been so patiently waiting for us to drop another episode.
1: Uh, Just ride with us. It's a, it's right right now. Uh, I'm finishing up school Uh, after Thanksgiving break. I'll have like two weeks and then finals week. So like three total weeks and I'll have my bachelor's. I have my uh, bachelor's in business and uh, Ryan, my man here, he's uh, he's going through school right now as well. Um, So it kicked in like about a month and a half or so ago um for you i believe in that rent Some, something something like that yeah yeah and then uh you'll be done in uh was it next uh may ne- or june june or something like yeah
0: next june, june. i'll, I'll yeah. have my bachelor's as well
1: so there you go so uh that's the uh i mean it, for everybody there's crazy shit going on like
0: it, it's a crazy year it's I a mean, crazy year
1: i mean really we try to start this pod like right as you had a kid and right like you know the school's happening at the same time like you know we, not ideal life not
0: ideal. life is happening and yeah, it's and lies. it comes it comes at you hard, but we're gonna try to keep knocking these out for you guys we want to give you guys the fun content we want to give you the crazy takes and we want to give you guys you know what you'd like so if you guys have anything that you'd like to hear from us on this on the show you know leave us a comment if you're uh, yeah. on Apple pods or if you're listening on Spotify you guys can rate us um but yeah, we uh, will want to bring you guys this stuff, and we're happy to be back and get you guys a new episode. And we're gonna yeah. try to keep pushing these out for you guys in the future. So Ben, yeah, and, go ahead. Any last let, words? And let
1: us know. Let us know if you like that game, like the mild, medium, hot, whatever. The fucking Chipotle special. Yeah. And then like we'll bring the, it in back the, in the reviews or comments or whatever. You know, uh, you know, just let us know if there's any other game. Like, come up with an idea. Like, send us. Like, we'll do anything
0: yeah if you guys have any you know suggestions throw them our way We'll, we'll talk about anything you guys would like to talk about because we're here for you guys and we want uh you know you guys to enjoy what you're hearing so on that note ben we're about to get out of here any last parting words for the people
1: nah fam i already said my last words
0: we love it all right man i am we are out of here and we will catch you guys next time on the split the upright podcast